or Ramones of the Day, and this is Chasing the Night. One, two, three, four. the podcast examining every single Ramon song alphabetically from 53rd to the word zero. I'm Molly. And I'm Philip. And today we are discussing the song Chasing the Night. Chasing the Night. Chasing the Night! Yeah. Off of the 1985 album Too Tough to Die. And this is a landmark episode. This is the first song that we have covered from Too Tough to Die. It We're is. this far in and yeah. this is the first one. Yeah. So... A little tip of the hat to Too Tough to Die. Here we are. We finally came to whatever this is. Uh, this song is from that album. It was written by a trio. Uh, Joey, Dee Dee, and a man named Busta Cherry Jones. Busta! Busta yes. Cherry Jones. Um, did you look that guy up? I did a little bit, but if you look him up, I'd love for you to talk more about it. I just got, like, one thing about it. I didn't. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, this um, is going but great. this is off of their eighth studio album. Yes. Right? So they've mm-hmm. been around long enough to make eight albums. They've been they've been releasing albums for now nine years. They're still with Sire. Yeah. This whole freaking time, uh-huh. they're still with Sire. Up and down. Um, Tommy comes back to produce this album. That's the big deal. Wait, and why is that a big deal? That's a big deal because he's the original drummer. Yeah. And he's so he leaves the band. Uh-huh. To, so Tommy's the original drummer. He leaves the band to produce. He wants to produce mm-hmm. is what he wants to do. Yeah. Yep. And then they try to produce with some other peeps. First, he produced. He did produce, or like had a hand in producing "Road to Ruin," and then is "End of the Century," which mm-hmm. is Phil Spector, and then is then two more albums by two other guys. Yeah. And now we get to this. And then they're like, hey guys, like, why don't we get Tommy in on this? Right? Mm-hmm. We love him. And yeah. everybody's like, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know, he's probably too busy. And then Tommy's like, yeah, what are you guys waiting for? When <laughs> he woke up from his sleep. Like, so much of my homework uh, for this podcast is uh-huh. just imagining, like, fan, fan fictioning in my head, like, what they're saying to each other. Yeah. You know, when all this stuff is happening. Like, I just love the idea that they all pillow fight. <laughs> at the end of any fan meeting yeah you know that would be great <laughs> uh, you do have good fan fiction that's a great idea mostly ends in still fighting before I forget please try to derail me I gave this a song category of party oh with misbehavior as a minor I love that because it seems like they're probably going to be out misbehaving well if you're going to chase some things going to be chasing night. stuff in the nighttime, but it seems like a party yeah uh yeah um, okay I like that other facts Get into some facts. Can I give a fact? Yeah, please. Richie Ramone is on yes, drums. He is. Let's talk about that for a second. Going Let's back to Tommy Ramone. Yeah. So Tommy's the original drummer, and he kind of makes his style, right? Yeah. Supposedly, supposedly it's a weird style. I don't know that much about drumming, except you use sticks to hit them. But uh, <laughs> Tommy was a guitarist originally, mm-hmm. and then he became a, a drummer and basically taught himself this style that, according to quote unquote real drummers or trained drummers is not like a traditional drum style. So like okay. that's part of the Ramones training is you have to learn like this drum style. That somebody made up that, that somebody just that's not trained up. at all and yeah. it's completely unique to their body right. sensibility. <laughs> Would you please recreate that? Yeah. So here's what's funny about it is Tommy's the original drummer 
Then they had Marky, who left, and now they're on to Richie. And so then they get the original drummer back, but not to drum, to produce. Yeah. So I'm sure there had to be a bunch of conversation where you're like, look, bud, this is your first, this is your first uh, album back when I was drumming. Yeah, I mean, again, they're on their eighth album yeah. now, too. So it's not like this is their third album and they got a new drummer coming in. I mean... It must have been difficult for Richie, and if you if, sure. if you watch that documentary and you see him sitting there, mm-hmm. and he's like in a suit talking, whatever. I have nothing against Richie. I have, I have no reason to have anything against him, but I imagine that he had a bit of a hard time coming in. I think so. You know, I mean, and not for nothing, but like, like when Marky first shows up, it's a little with Tommy's endorsement. Mm-hmm, right. Um, and I guess in a way you could say like maybe this was also with that because here he is producing again, but it just seems weird. There was like, I'm replacing the, the first copy of you mm-hmm, yeah. instead of trying to be my own thing. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe he didn't have that. And maybe he did come in with a thing of like, you know what? I, I got to do my thing. They liked what I had. So I'm going to bring it. Yeah. But I mean, I obviously know, myself, he's playing with them. Yeah, that's so I mean he must be awesome. But just just to stay on this, and yeah. we're getting a little bit away from facts here. But I really like the drums on this song. Oh yeah, and I think that they're very bouncy, they're very fun, and I think the drums on this song actually really add a lot to the sound. For sure. Um, not that the drums don't add sound in other songs, but there's something about the drums on this song that I noticed, and I'm not usually noticing the drums. No. So, considering this is Richie, I think that's pretty awesome. I agree. This song, real quick, yeah, played seven times live. And judging oh. by one of the... There, okay. there is a live version on YouTube. Okay. Judging by that, yeah. I can kind of see why. It's not so great. Well, They've had better. I have some thoughts about that. Okay. So, getting into this song and how this song vibes out... Mm-hmm. You know, this song's happening on a 1984 album. Yeah. So think about all the other music that's happening in 1984. Okay. No, I'm you very got, serious. You got Thriller, well, Madonna. Yeah. We have Purple Rain. Purple Rain's 84. Well, this is 85, but yeah, but Purple Rain would have happened. Okay. Um, but like, what are the Talking Heads doing right now? What is Blondie yeah. doing right now? What are like, like all these very synthy, poppy mm-hmm. MTV bands. Sure. This song feels like right in that genre. Sure. You know what I mean? This is as Duran Duran. Yeah. As the Ramones got. 100%. And I think that it makes sense when you say they don't play this song a lot live. Mm-hmm. It's a synth keyboard uh, for played, a lot of it. And played by Jerry Harrison of Talking Heads. Super interesting. But I think that this song sounds a lot like, I don't think it sounds a lot like a Talking Heads sound no. song, but I think it fits in that time. Like, yes. I can see this song getting played on the radio right next to a Talking Heads song, no problem. Sure. No. Or a car song. or It does feel like a car song. You know, song. Like, what, like something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's very out of sync with a lot of the Ramones catalog. Yes. Because it's so heavy on these synth. And it is so, it is like so synthy pop. So I don't have a whole lot of uh, opinions written down, so we can just follow this train of thought for a second. But I agree. I agree with you. And going back to the live thing, I think this is one of those songs where this is a very well produced track. I agree. It is better produced. Nod, tip Oh, big tip. (laughs) It is better produced than like written. You know what I mean? Okay. It's a, this is a better produced, what am I trying to say? It's a better produced album track 
than it is like, oh, that's a great song. Song, yeah, because you're hearing it live and you're like, Ugh, I don't know. but it's but it's on down to like the synth works, the background vocal, like the size work. It was like that's not a Ramon style thing, but it works in this, mm-hmm. and even like the little uh, the little cityscape lead in of like beeping cars which like i don't know that you really needed that yeah it, that's but super blondie to do something yeah, like yeah. that right but it fits it fits i agree and uh yeah i think i think it the success whatever success this song has it has to do with the production mm-hmm. like it's like the like you said before the drums are captured really well mm-hmm. the guitar is captured really well mm-hmm. the vocals it it's it is very well produced this is like mm-hmm. as pro pro job all yeah. the way um, but it's so funny, yeah. like, if you compare this song, again, getting back to this conversation that the Ramones are just, like, a one-note a one note band, mm-hmm. put Chasing the Night on on a comp next to something off of their 12th student, or wh- whatever. Brain it, Drain? Yeah, thank you. Our favorite album to talk about, you. Brain Drain. Put Chasing brain. the Night next to any song off of Brain Drain, Yeah. and tell me that this band is... A one note pony. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah, even if that note isn't your favorite note, it's yeah, very this, different. This is like this is so. Even from I mean, we were just talking about censorship a little while ago. This feels not of that. No. It it's yeah, it's a different vibe. I feel like this is so MTV. It's not even funny. Really? Yeah, like I could just. I mean, I'm not saying that it, I it see was that. MTV, sure. but I'm just saying. 1984, MTV, this, I guess it's just really those keyboards. It's really just sticks out to me so much about this song. It carries it. Yeah, but in a really fun way. No, it works. Yeah, it just, you didn't think you would see it. Um, I had a couple other things here. Uh, Please. This song was um, released as a B-side. Okay. Um, The A-side was Howling at the Moon. Mm Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get that out there. Uh, Super I also, important. Going back to... Um, I'm all over the place. Uh, going back to uh, Busta Cherry Jones. Yeah, please. Yes. Cherry Jones is the nickname. Um, <laughs> uh, one of the sites I found was like, the cherry was in the quotes. I'm like, so Busta was a real name? <laughs> yeah. Um, he was in... He was a member of Gang of Four. Okay. Um that's about all I had for facts. Uh, I realized something, too. Okay. All over the map. No, it's right. Um, getting back to Richie. Mm-hmm. Richie is on Too Tough to Die, um, oh, crap, Animal Boy, and um, Halfway to Sanity. Okay. The cover for Too Tough to Die is, like, silhouettes of yeah. the Ramones, right? Yeah. Okay, so you can't see any faces. Right. The cover of Animal Boy is very low-lit, and not great. Okay. And I've never, like, especially on an iPod, you can't really tell who anybody is. Yeah. It isn't until Halfway to Sanity that you can really see a clear picture, and it's still, like, full-bodied far away. Yeah. And it just hit me, and it was like, Richie never got an album cover oh, of, like, his, his face. face. And he certainly didn't get one of, like, I mean, Too Tough to Die is one of their best. And he's not, like, That's interesting. Featured. That's very interesting. It probably tells a lot about him. Whereas, whereas like, if you think of that original lineup, like that first album yeah. cover, even though you it's far away, it's like their caricatures yeah, very all distinct. stick. Yeah. And so that Almost way, like Kiss 
you know, yes. they have, each personality is, yes. is known. And I think in a way, I don't know how consciously it was, but like the silhouette in that tunnel, I wonder how much it was almost to kind of mask the fact that they're on drummer number three. Interesting that you should bring this up. Go. It was not on purpose, this shot for the album. Oh, right. It was actually a fluke. They shot this in a subway station. Okay. I believe. And they, Johnny wanted the album cover art to look like a clockwork, to look like clockwork horn. Right. Okay. And then. Which is silhouetted. Like that shot. Yes. But then the photographer, something happened when he was shooting them. It was a happy accident that he got them. Hmm. He was, he was trying to get detail of their face, but whatever happened on this shot, it, it didn't happen. They just got that silhouette and they loved it. So they used it. So I don't think that they were trying to necessarily mask it. But it just but didn't work. But I think, especially like if you go watch that documentary and you hear Richard talk himself about his experience with the mm-hmm. band, it's like, I just wanted a piece of this. I, I was in the band and I just wanted a piece of the merch like every other person in the band. And they're like, no, sorry. You would think that if somebody were, if if let's say Joey, Johnny, and Dee Dee are more consciously trying to include him, mm-hmm. then they would have fought more for like, yes, put his face we want his face. Well, I don't. Then they think... wouldn't have. Then they wouldn't have taken that. They might have said like, "No, we really want this," but yeah. because it's not there, but that's at, enough at this to point, justify it. At this point in their career, they're in their eighth album. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're the Ramones. <laughs> yeah, they're the Ramones. Doesn't matter who's on drums. They're the Ramones. Yeah. So I think it's kind of unfortunate for Richie, and you can kind of see it in his face when he talks about the experience. What that, like, face you can see. Yeah, but that, you know, they didn't care. No. Maybe at this point. I wonder how much of it was that Richie is not a bad looking person. Oh, they were jealous. <laughs> Johnny's all jealous. Here's a, here's, here's a long stretch. It kind of relates to the Ramones. Do you remember the Drew Carey show? Yeah. Do you remember when they uh, are going to have a band? It's the three of the guys. No, sir, but please continue. It's a great bit. Okay. You should look it up. Okay. Because uh, what they do is they're you know, it's like, well, we should audition some people. Yeah. And I think the first person they audition is Slash. Okay. Guns Roses. Okay. And he's great. And they lean over to each other and they're like, wow, he's great. He's going to make us look like crap. <laughs> and I'm like, no thanks. And I'm like, oh, man. The next guy they have is like, we need somebody who looks us, makes us look great. The next guy they have is Joey Ramone. Oh, that's Playing funny. guitar. And he plays awful. Joey Ramone is on an episode of Drew Carey Show. Yeah. To watch. You didn't watch that? I'm sure if I saw it, it's been, it did not register. I am not going to blow every joke, but I'll tell you this. Okay. Roy, Roy Clark shows up. So, oh, God. I mean, I'm so excited. It's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Um, I wonder if some of that, may, I don't know. It's just, the Ramones are not often known as good-looking dudes. So, why would I put a good-looking dude to... Like everyone's gonna look at But him. also he's behind the drums, so it's not like he's the face of the band or anything. No, but I think he I get the feeling, judging by his input that he brought to Too Tough to Die and beyond, like he wrote songs. Mm-hmm. He sings it's it seems like most sources believe he's the backing vocals for this song. And on the live track he does yeah. that too. Um I think he would he may have been Almost like more skilled, more skilled, talented, and driven than maybe what they were expecting. Huh. Or maybe what all of them were expecting. Okay. So that ambition, coupled with the fact that it wasn't exactly met, or, you know, they didn't respond to it as equitably, hmm. as equitably. I mean, 
You know, like, if you were, like, a very talented yeah. person getting into something and you weren't at the same, treated at the same level as the other people, you would have frustration at that. So I wonder yeah, if... Yeah, but also, these guys grew up together. Yeah, there's that. They created yeah, a sound that. together. Like, they've been through so much. And then they get this new drummer that's coming in to do... It's, he's, he's not coming in to do his thing. He's coming to do a thing that they're, they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. I could see it's, how... That's a huge hole to fill that probably... I mean, he ends up leaving shortly yeah. after, so it's not like, you know... No. Underappreciated. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh... One thing uh, is, if I were a guy named Jason, this would be my theme song, because it kind of sounds like he says, Jason the Knight. <laughs> so then, that would be my, like my wrestler intro. Sure. Jason the Knight. Sure. <laughs> Gonna be alright. <laughs> Jason the Knight. Hey guys, then... <laughs> things seem like they're going pretty poor. But after work, we're gonna Jason the Knight. <laughs> Wait, did you say Jason the Knight? Yeah, Jason the Knight. Uh, do you have a most valuable remote? So, God, this gotta is ask you so tricky because I love this song. I really, really do. I love it so much. How and much? Here's the thing. It's not a typical remote song. No. So not. I'm going to go with a non-typical answer. Oh, my God. And give it to Richie. Or... No, you're no, gonna no. Say Tommy. You're gonna say Tommy. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm gonna say Richie. Really? I'm also saying Richie. Because I might have to I say thought, Tommy. I think. I, you, you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> just checks and balancing this. Yeah, yeah. Do you really want to? What do you want? What do you want? Well, Give me this. I'm I, running I, it down. I, no, no, no. Because this no, no, no. Like time out real quick. Because no Richie, time out. I'm recording. No, 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 no. Richie was my original MVP. Yeah. But after you talked about the production of this song, you kind of convinced me that maybe it might be Tommy. I mean, think okay. about it. They Fine. bring Tommy back. Sure. They bring a MVP mm -hmm. drummer back to produce. And I love the I love the sound that they got in this album. Mm -hmm. I think they, they accomplished something very different and unique while still being their moments, which is something they tried to do on later albums, be different, unique, and they couldn't quite... Yeah get there, you know? And following that train of thought, it's interesting to think that, like, Tommy is a guitarist who learned this weird way of drumming and is now producing, and they have this guy who's a drummer. So they have a drummer producing this new drummer, and I wonder how much of that... So it's like... Mm. It's it's kind of like when they... We, we keep talking about movies, but it's kind of like that actor gave a great performance, but how much credit do you give to the director who, like, got that actor there. To do that thing? So, I, yeah, and I, I and I wonder if in subsequent albums, I haven't really researched this too much, but in subsequent Richie albums, mm -hmm. without a drummer as the producer, how that mm. falls out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but you want to stick with Tommy? It's a good vote. It's a good vote. I, I'm going to give it to Tommy. That's good. Not that I'm sticking Richie. with Richie. Yeah, I think that's I think, good. I think the energy... I like the energy that he brings. I'm telling you, I wrote, I, I noticed the drums, and I I really enjoy them For on sure. this track, so he, he definitely deserves a shout-out. Well, out. let me ask you this. Yeah. How much do you like it? Are you going to leave it? Oh, I love it. You're going to love it? I love it. I'm going to like, like it. Like, this is a song you can put on... Um, You know, when you go to any 80s dance party, okay. they always play, like... The ten songs that, if you hear them one more time, you're going to bash uh -huh. your head in with a bat. This is a song you can put on that mix that nobody's going to 
this song is not played out. It is it's, a little dancey too. It's super dancey. It's of the vibe. It's of that eighties vibe. Mm. And I don't know, like, yeah. They have a lot. Of, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna go with like. Okay. Because I don't love it. Sure. Um, <laughs> because uh, honestly, I think it it goes to our an earlier conversation we had about Chainsaw that. It is very much an album track for me, mm-hmm. and especially in the context, it's great. Yeah. But really, like preparing for this uh, for this round of recording, every time this came on, I'm kind of like, uh. like mm, I, I didn't, I wasn't as up for it. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like that I'm stingy with, I'm stingy with love, Molly. Well, it's fine. Good. Do you have any last things to say about? Do you want to apologize to Jordan Ramone for not picking him this time? <laughs> No. You're gonna just save that for your memoirs? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. You know, I have to write memoirs? Oh, jeez. Yep. Uh, yeah, our memoir show. <laughs> oh, can I tell you about the memoir show? <laughs> um, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you liking our podcast, sharing our podcast, commenting on our podcast. Stopping us in the street and talking about all the comments yeah. and shares you've given about the podcast. Like, if you if you know some facts or tidbits you want to throw in the comment section, I mean, we, we love the conversation and, oh, yeah. and we enjoy anybody becoming a part of that conversation. Yeah. So, anyway, um, please follow us on Twitter at Ramones Podcast and join us next time. We'll be discussing Chinese rock on Ramones of the Day.